from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Good morning. This is Tom Legring at Sun City Country Club. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Terry Munther, my cohort on these radio shows, is not going to be available today. He's starting his first day of actual on-the-job work as the uh, superintendent of the school district in Washington State, and uh, I really applaud him for for coming out of retirement, the school district really needed somebody to come in and get it into good shape so that the kids would be getting a great education this year. So he took most of the summer off and went to do that kind of work. So I applaud Terry for that, and uh, I'm sorry that he cannot be with us this morning because this is his first day of seeing if his plan is coming into fruition. And that's really what uh, our book is about, is is about how do we plan to do things. Now, like, Terry didn't plan to retire and then get a job and go back and help out a, a school district that really was in need of his service, um, and he hasn't signed a long-term contract. He just signed a, a contract to get their, get their plan into position and get – and actually to hire his his replacement, which is really a wonderful, wonderful thing. I really appreciate uh, Terry for what he's doing. I miss him on the show because when we have the show together, we get to talk back and forth, and he'll say something, and then it leads me into the next conversation. So in lieu of having Terry here and helping, I would like if anybody out there would be kind enough to call in, if you have anything, you can call me at one nine one seven three eight eight four one six two, and uh, I will be very happy to answer any questions that you have. Uh, what I'd ask you to do is to go to our website, which is successorfailure.org. That's successorfailure.org. All run together, no spaces. Um, and click on that and kind of get a, a feel for what our our program is about and what we're trying to do. Um, I've been asked by several people to um, use my program or to help out other people. I've, we've Terry and I have worked at Rio Salado College. We've worked at for seniors, um, helping them, you know, because seniors now we're living longer and most of us didn't make plans for what, what are we going to do with this extra 20 or 30 years that we didn't really account for on the money side? So we're outliving our money, and this causes some people to have to go to work. And what I want you to be able to do if you're a senior is to think of what you have a passion to do, what you'd like to complete, and how you want to help, and still get a financial benefit out of it if if that's what you need, if you didn't save enough so that you can adjust to our longer life. Anyway, like my my thing as far as 
uh, I'm, I'm involved in four businesses here at uh, Sun City Country Club, where we're talking to you from today. <clears throat> and I have uh, interest in a company called GolfMix.com. You can look that up. It's for Arizona people. Uh, we have all the golf courses in Arizona, and people write reviews. And it's the same thing I'm asking here is maybe you could go on my website and write a review for our show and just say what you would like to hear me talk about, what you would want me to elaborate on, what points you might disagree with me. Um, I always like disagreement because then we can find some neutral place in the middle that works for both of us, and that's always a fun place to be. Uh, when... When we work on what we're trying to get accomplished in our lives, whether we're seniors, whether we're veterans returning and we have uh, the the problems of, of being in a war zone that, that a lot of our returning vets have right down the, the mental side as well as the physical side. I mean, uh, we've lost <clears throat> many soldiers that did not make it to... 50,000 that were wounded, and the wounded ones are not always just the physical wounds. There's more than that that have the mental wounds. And I think success or failure, the choice is yours, is a ability, has the ability to help these veterans. So if you know of anybody, whether they're returning veterans, whether they're a senior, whether any person that is not getting the things out of life that they want and they're they're having trouble figuring out how to live today let alone how to how am I going to buy a book from this guy you know and that's not the point the point is uh that's why we put it on the website and you can download a, a version of it that helps you out um I donate books to and and printed material to Eve's place a uh, shelter for victims of domestic violence that I <clears throat> I teach at, and just to let you know how much this the information does work, but it's because I get the individual to work. Nothing happens to your benefit in life if you don't participate. There's an equal there's an equal scale. I put this much effort on this side and on the other side I get a balanced return so I get whether it's uh, psychic income which is really what I'm working for in in my at this age that's what I'm looking to get is psychic income so I have helped uh, Eve's place um, and I primarily get them it's not my words but I take words from other people that suit a certain situation. So victims of domestic violence, my hardest job there is getting them to believe that they're worth having things work out for them. They're worth, they have value. They are not just a victim. Not saying that they didn't become a victim, but what I teach them is it's okay you were a victim, you believed, you wanted to help somebody, and you got into a bad situation. Now you move to this new place where you take responsibility for the decisions that brought you to that victimhood. So that in the future you will say, 
I will never allow this to happen to me again. And these are some things that, that happen. I talked to a lady today that uh, she has a uh, a jewel. She makes jewelry, and she says that at one time uh, in her life she had taken up martial arts, and I asked her why did she do that. I mean, she's not a very muscular person, and I asked her, well, what? what? She said, well, I was raped, and I'm not going to allow that to happen to me again. In other words, she was a victim, but that's okay. You put that behind you. That's just what happened, but that doesn't mean you have to be a victim forever. And so she went and took martial arts training, and I was not willing to allow her to show me any of her uh, lessons that she learned. So the the idea is she she feels very confident about herself and she knows what she wants in her life and she knows that how she's getting it. So what it's not that you don't have relationships with other people, it's that you have relationships that you set up so they're equal, so you get and give and you're never a victim. And those are choices. And that's the important part about this. So what I teach at Eve's Place, I've been going there for about two years. It's a, uh, here in Phoenix. It's a, a, a shelter for victims of domestic violence. And surprisingly, there's women and men there. And I think men are about 10 to 15% of victims of domestic violence. So this can happen. And I've, I've seen very steadily men in my class, and I would get one of them aside and say, well, what happens? He says, you got to sleep sometime. And so the woman just took a bat and beat him up. So why they do that, I I, I don't even want to go to it, but the idea, I don't know that stuff. So I just know that there was decisions he made that put him in that relationship. And so when we went back over his what led up to him being into that position, he realized there were decisions he made that he won't make in the future. Those are things he will say no to. So what I teach him is 10 two-letter words with the following 11th two-letter word. That's, if it is to be, it is up to me. These are not my words. They're just words that I teach. And uh, the... The idea is that if you're not happy with your life, what do you want to do to change that? How are you going to go about making changes in your life that come out so that you're, you get the things that you want? And this is like, what is it that you want? So this is how we have to start. Is that, And that's the first word, start. We have to say... We deserve to have the things in our life that we want. We're the architects of our life. So we're not going to just take it as, well, oh, that's the way things are. That's what most people do, and that's true. They get what they get to the, sometimes they'll win the lottery, and sometimes they become a victim of domestic violence. That's because they have no plan. But if you have a written plan and goals and you decide, okay, first, I deserve to have good things in my life. The second thing is, 
What does that mean? What does it mean to be successful to you? When when somebody looks at success, that's getting what you want. So if you have a plan and you write down, I want to have, I'm going to do this business or I'm going to be the best salesman or I'm going to be the best cook or I'm going to be the best at my job and I'm going to have this kind of a job and I'm going to make this kind of money and you do that, that's success. You have reached a goal. However, happiness is the other part of the equation. It's success and happiness. In my book, I say success or failure, but I want to go under... We we all know what failure is. That's not being happy with your life and understanding that life is not a dress rehearsal. So if you're not getting the things in your that you want, you need to figure out, I am in control. If it is to be, it's up to me. I want to be successful. So what I try to get people to understand is there's a certain monetary place that you need to get to. What I try to point out and why I think I'm different in what I'm approaching and what I found out in my own life of making wrong decisions is that success is getting what you want. Happiness is wanting what you get. So th- here's the here's the whole point. It's not I'm just a, a person in my own little little private world who says, okay, I have this much money and I have this kind of a car and I wear these kind of clothes or I have this kind of jewelry. None of that really matters unless that's what I really want and I'm happy having that i'm that's what i want now when you when you start looking at this and say what tom what are you what are you talking about here uh i'm happy i want to be successful successful is just having the things the getting the things that i want but i want you to look at okay what about having balance in your life so what are the things if i do if i look at the the financial aspect, I would look at what kind of car I want to drive, what all the material things you can think of. Everything that's materialistic that you think that you want. I mean, if you want a, a 50-foot yacht or a 100-foot yacht, well, there's, there's going to be some work that you're going to have to do to get up to that place. So there's other ways to achieve those kind of goals. But if you just want food, clothing, and shelter and some other uh, upper-middle-class advantages of living in America, um, and you want that without having to work for it, that means work anymore. That means that your money that you saved has to do the work instead of you doing the work. So what I teach the the people at, at Eve's place is I give them a system that they first have to decide what they want and they and then they have to monetize it. Okay, what I want will cost $5,000 a month. Then they look at it and I say, do you want to work hard enough to earn $5,000 a month? And some people will say, no, I don't. I say, well then, it's your list of financial material things 
what would you eliminate so that you didn't have to work that hard to achieve it? And so they work out some things and, and say they come down to $4,000, but they only make 2000 a month. Well, there's a gap. There's a gap between having the financial wherewithal that you want and having what you want. So once you, if you make 2000 and you're, what your goal is to make four, then you have to figure out, what do I do? Is it education? Is it paying more attention to my job? Is it actually getting in and putting in 40 hours of work for my job? And am I talking to my employer and making sure that what I'm doing is adequate? Is And then what is necessary for me to do more than adequate? What can I do to make your business more profitable? How can I be better at my job? Most jobs don't have employees like that. Those are the people that get to keep jobs and get on an upward mobile way of travel. But I want to tell you that it also takes a lot of time. Some people making... Seventy to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year don't work forty hours a week. They're on salary. That means they're on call twenty four hours a day. Some people put in as much as I work seventy hours and I'm seventy five. I put in seventy hours a week. So, but it's what I want to do. And this is this is. I work to make my businesses successful, and then I work to do things. Uh, for uh, for my um, psychic income, so there's there's two sides of this, and so first is getting the financial side, the materialistic side you want. The next is the balance side. What is it that you want when you die? What do you want on your tombstone? What do you want people to say? Oh, he was he worked very hard. He made a lot of money, and then he died. Um. I don't think that's a great thing to talk about. But what about he lived his life, he made some mistakes, he tried to correct them, he tried to improve, he was constantly looking for ways to improve the quality of life for himself and the people around him. Well, that's that's what I would like. And that's really what I'm working for. Now, did I always do that? No. No, I didn't. And did I get some setbacks because of it? Yes, yes, that happened to me. So I've learned from those things, and I've found now that if I take total concentration on my businesses, and my main one is Sun City Country Club. This is a passion. I absolutely love working here. Uh, and the the proof of it is, is that um, my family owns it. I don't own a portion of it, but I work here for nothing. I'm the CEO and the manager of it, and my job is to make this the best country club, best experience for members that I can do, and it's taken me six years to put the the club, the physical golf course back into good enough shape, and now I'm reshaping the, the bar and restaurant so that my members are going to be very satisfied, and they feel that they get great value. And great friendship. That's that's what I'm working for. So that's one business. That's my main function. And to do that, I volunteer at different places that also benefit 
this club. So Golf Mix, that's a business that I started so that we have over 180 reviews on our website where people have come in and looked at our golf course and played here, and they write a review. Out of the reviews, I've only got one or two that were negative. And in one case, uh, I thought it was unfounded, and I responded to that. And the other case, it was they were right on. They were telling me something I needed to know about my golf course. It wasn't in as good a shape as it could have been. And I contacted that person and said, this is what we're going to do to to uh, correct that situation. Thank you very much for pointing that out. And, I mean, what could be better than that? And then that was all done through Golf Mix where I was able to talk to my own customers and instead of them going and telling everybody how what a dummy I am and what a bad person I am and what a bad rep, you know, thing that they had, they're now responding to me and saying, thank you for correcting the problem. And what what could be better? I mean, and that's all part of things that you have to decide what you want. And I'm not trying to say that that I've got this all figured out and I'm happy. I'm I'm happy because I have a great relationship with my wife. I have a great relationship with my kids. And these are things that just work out. Does it mean that everything in those relationships are always perfect? No, absolutely not. Each thing that we do works on a different kind of a scale, and we have to figure out how we make that work. So going back into this thing of heaven balance, figure out how much you want to make, then figure out how much uh, you really need those things. And if you really need them, then how do you fill the gap in the financial side? Okay, now once you get that, that's doing a plan. And that's starting at the top of the plan. It says, if it is to be, it's up to me. So in order to move up, I have to have like a lot of people are looking at at being in medicine now because of the draconian way that they're they're going to supply us with uh with our medical assistance uh, or whatever you want to call it uh, there's going to take it's going to take a lot more people working in those fields and so that would be a good place to start and some of it you can learn online you can volunteer at a uh, at a hospital. So what I teach in, in my classes is, A, everybody has 24 hours. Everybody has 60 minutes in every hour. Everybody has 60 seconds in every minute. So we all get the same amount of time, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing. And it doesn't matter how long you live whether you live 50 years or 150 years, it doesn't matter. Each one has 24 hours in a day, and it's what we do with it. If it is to be, it's up to me. I am responsible. If I mess up and things don't work out, they just didn't work out. Did I do my best to make it work out? Yes. If I can say yes and be honest about it, that's a that's a win. So, does that mean that I got help in that situation where it didn't work out? No. But if I transfer that information into my next relationship or my next business or my next thing I do, 
then it's going to help me because I have this experience. And that's, by the way, what experience is. I have, I'm 75 years old. I have a lot of experience. That means I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I didn't get to a point where I don't drink coffee or use tobacco or uh, use alcohol. doesn't mean I didn't do those things at one time. It means I got in enough of it when I was younger and it wasn't helping me uh, have longevity and feel good and feel good about myself and what I was producing. It didn't help the product of my life. And these are things that I try to ask people to look at when I'm talking to, like last night I was at Eve's place and we were talking. <clears throat> the, the, the students that were there were just, I, I just can't, tell you how rewarding it is but I asked them I said what do you want to do in your life almost to the person they say I want to help other people I think that must be a strain that goes through everybody or at least it goes through the victims of domestic violence because what I see them doing is they want to help these predators they want to fix them they want to do something good for them and that just comes back on them, and that that's just such a tough, tough, tough way of of living. So what I say, okay, you want to help people, is that correct? Yes, I want to help people. Here's how we're going to start. And I give them a little mirror, and I say, look in the mirror. There's the person you're going to start with. It's not your kids. It's not your mom and dad. It's not your friends. It's not your lover. It's not any of those people, you're going to start with you. If it is to be, it's up to me. And what I get them to do is start writing a plan. And it's very simple. There's six or seven steps that you go through. And I teach them some things out of Napoleon Hill's book, and I credit Napoleon Hill for having made big financial changes in my life. But the thing he did not do is teach me about balance. So I retired seven times in my life because I reached financial goals. But I found out I wasn't happy, because I w- but I was successful. I kept getting what I wanted. I would put up the exact amount of money I wanted and the exact time that that money would show up. And guess what? It did because I had total focus on doing that. And I reached those goals seven times before I realized I don't want more money. I really don't care about it. I care about I don't want to be without a house. I don't want to be without my food, clothing, and shelter. But I damn sure don't need a new car every year. And I don't need to have a lot of jewelry. And I don't need to have a lot of expensive clothes. Those things do not interest me. They don't make me feel successful. Have I had those things? Yes. That's why I can tell you they don't mean anything to me anymore. So I don't have to produce a great deal of money now. I have to produce enough for my food, clothing, and shelter, but that's about it. But that's why I've been able to work here at Sun City Country Club for six years. and going in, I'm in my seventh year, but I don't draw a salary. Uh, I do try to get some money for, for my expenses of being here, but other than that, you figured out, could you work 
for six years and not get paid with the idea that all you're doing is helping a project? Well, that's what volunteer stuff is. And I'm not just being a nice person on that. I expect someday to get some financial reward from that. But like I say, by that time, who will care? You know, it's everything in the club comes first. So that's just what I've got in my plan, and it's how you how you work back and forth off of that. Now, I've just been rambling on here for about a half an hour, and what I really want to know if anybody out there uh, wants to call in, it's 1-917-388-4162. And... Uh, can call in if you got any questions. One of the things, what what could what kind of a question could you ask? Okay, if you know any nonprofit, primarily here in Arizona, because it, it's hard for me to to go traveling around. But anybody here in Arizona that has a nonprofit that's trying to raise money for the for the different things, and what I look at is. Uh, offer I make to the nonprofits is I sell my book for $20. If they find donors that will buy the books for the $20, I will pay the nonprofit 10. I take 10 and I put I pay my cost of producing the book and the balance of the money, the profit from it goes into a fund and I here at Sun City Country Club and I teach victims of domestic I'm um, excuse me, I teach autistic kids um social skills and motor skills that are learned from the game of golf. I have PGA professional that uses a special equipment that teaches young kids. So kids from really ten to eighteen, anybody in that group, we actually had some younger and we had some older. But that's the range where we think we can do the most help. So that's one of the one of the things that you could call about. <clears throat> I, I, I had, as I started to say before, I've worked with uh, victims. I mean, uh, uh, military vets that are homeless. There's shelters for them, and I go there and I, I'll go through my plan. And I've told this story before about the one gentleman. He just sat in the class looking down arms folded in total defensive mode, just wouldn't say nothing, wouldn't look around, sat there for the whole through the whole class. Did it three times. And so finally, on the fourth class out of six, I said to him in front of the class, what is it that you want in your life? He said, I want to work with horses. I don't like people. I just want to be with horses, not with people. I said, well, what have you done about it? He says, nothing. I said, well, why not? He says, I don't know what to do. I said, okay. If I find you a place where you can go and be with horses and take care of them, would you be willing to do that? He said, I can leave now. So I called my office. Got on, we got on the phone. We called three or four different places found a place where he had a line shack and they brought food out there and food and, and water and different stuff he had out there, his human supplies, you say. And he was on the bus in two days 
and I only heard from him once. He wrote me a letter, and all it said was thanks. I mean, he's with his horses, his picture of this field, and there all these horses are out there, and he's in charge of all these horses, so he's like the horse whisper person. But, you see, he lived 20 years on the street, 22 years on the street as a homeless person, and all he wanted was a horse. If he would have sat down and wrote that on a piece of paper, he's very skilled. I want you to know this was not a inarticulate or a person with any mental disorders uh, that other than wanting to be with horses. I mean, that's a personal thing, and I, I, I have nothing against or for them. I've, I've been around them, but I don't, I don't want to live with them. And anyway, that's all it took to get him to be in a happy place, to get him to have balance in his life, because that allowed him to have his food, clothing, and shelter, but also do exactly what he wants. So... Uh, nobody's calling in, so I'm going to just keep on going. Um, I would like to mention that every first Saturday of the month, one of the things I volunteer to do is I'm a score counselor. You can contact me at my uh, successorfailure.org. Ask me any type of a question about business. Uh, I'm starting a business. Where do I get funding? That's what everybody says. I always write back, get a customer. In other words, you can't have a business if your customers won't pay for your operation, your overhead, your profit, and your expenses. So if you prove a business model that you have customers who will pay you to do something in a business way, and you have any questions about how do you get started, how do you... How do you do an LLC? I, I don't give legal advice. What I do is give business advice. And I'm a SCORE certified mentor. I can help you out on those kind of things, and I do a lot of it by email. I do about 400, about 400 emails. In, in the winter, it's around close to 650. I think 650 was the most I ever did in one day. But um, on uh, the first Saturday of the month, you can physically come – You if you call SCORE in, uh, or email them at scorephoenix.org uh, uh, and let them know that you want to come to the Glendale, Arizona Library at 5959 Brown Street, Glendale, Arizona. I'm there on the first Saturday of every month from 1230 to 330. And uh, I'll be there the first, I think it's uh, Saturday first Saturday in September is the 7th. So I'll be there September 7th. And you can make an appointment. That gets you a certain time. Or you can just drop in. And and I'll be very happy to talk to you about how you set up your own business. And one of the things that I want you to understand, when I, I'm not trying to encourage everybody not to have a job just to start your own business. I want you to understand that one of the tenets that I teach people is you are a business. You, I want you to run your life like a business. I want you to have passion about it. I want you to get benefits from it. And I want you to put benefits into it. But if you run your life as a business, then you really have a good tendency to make this stuff all work for you. Um, then I, I want to... So 
some of the things that I do in my 40 hours of, of other things, I'm, I work as a SCORE mentor. Uh, I, I'm uh, MA uh, on the board of directors for the uh, Peoria Chamber of Commerce, and uh, I just was selected to be in Leadership West Class 20. And I heard about this organization, but I didn't realize how really wonderful a group it is. And, and it's it was trying to promote the benefits and the lifestyle, improving lifestyle on the west side of Phoenix, Arizona. And now they've gone to t- trying to tie into how do you help the whole state and how do you merge with the other groups that are trying to promote the state. And these are things that are just very exciting. You meet people. We're going in September, I think it's 19, 20, and 21. We're going to a retreat um, where you just go and kind of bond with another 25, 24 other people that really want our, our thing that ties us together some of us have jobs, some of us work in corporations, some of us own businesses, and some of us are retired. So there's just a, a eclectic group, men and women, and the whole idea is they've had 19 classes. We're in class 20, and uh, they've had 19. That's over 400 graduates. There are people that are working and living here on the west side that are trying to promote it and trying to give back something to the community. Um, so that's one of the things I'm really excited about doing, and I'm also in uh, in a uh, a marketing group or a, the group that's helping put uh, the West Side YMCA together over in the city of El Mirage. <clears throat> and I have to tell you, I'm so impressed with the uh, leadership of uh, El Mirage. Uh, had very little contact with that particular city because I live in Sun City and we have a lot of rec centers so I don't need to have those uh, facilities from a YMCA because we belong to the gyms and have all that those activities here in Sun City but um, El Mirage is putting together a, uh, a regional Northwest Valley regional um, YMCA, and they're attracting families, and so we're raising money for them. So I'm part of that group. I'm also in a group of uh, the uh, marketing committee on uh, uh, the rec centers of Sun City, and we're trying to market this as a great place to live. I mean, I have to tell you, my wife and I moved here seven, eight years ago, and we absolutely love it. I mean, I've never been any place where... We, we look at each other, say we love each other, and we love where we're living. So it's it's a real nice combination. Um, anyway, um, those are some of the some of the activities that I try to be involved in. I'm working with my book, uh, Success or Failure, and the primary purpose of the book is to help people not make the mistakes. I want to give you the experience that I have without having you to have the down part. Now, I want you to know that I have failed miserably with my own children because I try to tell them, don't do this, don't do that, because your dad did it, and this is what happened to them. It's not pretty. No, they want to make their own mistakes. So I'm all for that. I think 
I've learned that if people want to make mistakes, go ahead and make them, but learn from them. And then if it's something like being a victim of domestic violence, you got to learn from that. you got to say, okay, it's not my fault I'm a victim. Now, I don't agree with that, but that's what the shelters want to say to make the person feel better. I think, and I'll go along with that, but it's not okay that once you've been a victim to ever allow that to happen again. That is not okay. So how do you get out of that? How do you get unwind from those kind of relationships and those kind of thought processes? Um, let's see. Um, let's see what else do I have to ask. Um, oh, I wanted to to say some things about... Um, you know the the autistic kids program. Um, what what we do is we we'll have a. If I don't raise enough money from the book, then what I do is I have a golf tournament or I find sponsors for it, and we have ten kids come to the Sin City Country Club. Their parents' only cost is getting the kids to the club and bringing them home. That's it. We don't charge anything. So they come. They they have to stay here while the kids are on the property. They come, they'll sit down on the patio where they can watch the proceedings. The kids, because we don't want the parents there, we want them, the kids to be by themselves and with our teachers. And so the our teacher comes and they have a one-hour class. It's structured. It's and my teacher is Bob Schuler, who's got 30 years. He was a teacher, uh, and he has special needs teaching uh, background, but he's applying it to golf and the integrity that you learn, the honesty that you learn, the social skills that you learn. And these are things that the, uh, that people that have autism have a problem with. They don't have the motor skills and sometimes they don't have the social skills, but they have tremendous brains. I mean, some of them uh, are just phenomenal. I mean, as I've mentioned before, the the reason I'm involved in that is because I have a a person that uh, I consider a very dear friend who has two children that were autistic. The, The son, when he was four, could not even speak or wouldn't. Right today, it's a, it's a two t- two twins, a boy and a girl. They both were autistic. The mom had to give up a great job and just focused on those kids. And I I probably met them when they were probably 10. And now they're graduating. I think this year they're going to graduate. They're they're they were juniors, so this year they'll be seniors at um, University of Arizona. They're on full-ride scholarships. They're A students, and they're going to be wonderful, productive human beings. And there's no telling what could have happened if those kids didn't get the help that their mom gave them. And there wasn't as many programs around to help autistic kids at that time, but what I've figured out is that golf helps the social side and it helps the motor skill side that some of these kids lack. And if they can get some feeling, something that they can do to feel good about themselves without being criticized or bullied in a school setting, it works out good. So we have um, 
have volunteers, one teacher. We have volunteers, depending on how many kids we have. We try to have no more than 10 in a class. And we do it as often as we get money for doing that class. So uh, if you know kids that are around Sun City, Arizona, um, any place any place they can come from anywhere. I'm just saying it's just easier on the parents if they live close enough to, to come to our place to do that. Uh, but that's that's a, a thing that we give away free, uh, and we're trying to encourage people to do that. And then I guess I guess I'm I'm jabbering quite a long time here, so um, nobody's called in. So I think that uh, I'm just about ready to wind down. I just want to again say uh, thank you to Terry for the work he's doing there in his school district in Washington. He's an absolute excellent. Uh, teacher and uh, superintendent of schools. I mean, he had a very high job in and w- from which he retired, but he's back into it because this district needed him to to get them on track, and and uh, there was a real good fit. So he saw that. Well, it didn't bother him to drop back and to to pick that up. So. I just I applaud him for for giving up his retirement and going back because he had a need, they had a need and a, obviously he must have had a need to help out too. So, okay. With that being said, I want to thank everyone for listening to our show. I ask you again to look at our website successorfailure.org. Um, read some of the material in there and write me some questions. Uh, if your life is perfect, you don't have to write. But if your life needs a little, little influence, some some ways to do it, you don't even have to write. If you want to just write down, if it is to be, it is up to me. Thank you very much. This is Tom Legring. been listening to Successor Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Successor Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.